right, folks, it's Highway to the Swamp Zone. I'm Casey Gent, and I'm with Todd Gent. We saw Top Gun Maverick. It was awesome. What do you think, Todd? Woohoo! I'm telling you. Hey, 36 years ago, came right back real quick. Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Oh, man. He got a wild one, that one. That's a good time. I'd be glad to go to a movie. Yep. I mean, that's awesome. Movie slash restaurant nowadays. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's all I right. You got to battle something. Oh, man. I can't believe what little man would say. Trying to watch a movie and give him a battery. Say, hey, I'll get him get my own or something. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But anyway. When a man can't right. buy popcorn downstairs, <laughs> come on. That's right. Well, hey, been gone for a few days, but down can't you get anything on your side? It's a beautiful day out here today, 78 years ago. D-Day. D-Day. Yeah. And that's just perfect for that those old boys coming off that plane. And, uh, yeah. no, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, I thought it's, so, too. Yeah, that's... Uh, yep. That, and I, I can talk on on that, so... Let's keep talking on what's going on over there. As I look at the bird feeder, they're out having a good time. Well, look at them yo-yos. It's National <laughs> Yo-Yo Day. Oh, it's not. It is. Okay. The yo-yo came to the U.S. through a young boy by the name of Pedro Flores. Really? He uh, came across from Mexico and uh, into Santa Barbara. He had been playing with a toy called Bandalore, and uh, he created a business, the yo-yo. Between 1928 and 32, the yo-yo manufacturing company operated in Santa Barbara, California. Flores later sold his companies to Donald F. Duncan. Well, you know what? That's an up and down, walk the dog, go around the world kind of business. Thing. Right. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm blacking a mini black eye trying to get a yo-yo <laughs> going right. And I was, we used to have a lady come over at Wiley. Uh, she would come and demonstrate yo-yos and the kids could buy later and stuff. And uh, of course, we'd warn them about she's coming, so get your money ready. Yep. And man, she could do it. I well, remember when they came. Yeah. Awesome she, had the, stuff. The one, she had the yo yo, different ones you could buy, but the one that lit up. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to have that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we call it. Hey, you yo yo. Uh, fun stuff. Yep. Uh, 1962, on this day, the first Beatles recording session took place at Abbey Road Studios. And the group recorded four tracks, one of which was Love Me Do. The four musicians received payments for the session of $12.07 each. Oh, love, love me do. You know, when they finished it up back in 70, unannounced, they went on top of what's the name of the studio? Apple. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, had a little old concert going up there for their last one kind of get. Of course, I'm a Beatle guy. Came up with them. They raised me. 1987, uh, Michael Jackson announced that he was breaking all ties with the Jehovah's Witnesses. He had been raised as a Jehovah's Witness and would don disguises and go door to door with Watchtower message in cities where he was performing. Wow. Like, you know what, sir? You look a lot like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Anybody ever told you? That somebody kind of caught him on that, didn't it? That was Jemima's. Well, it's when they he all did, look alike. <laughs> when he did the kick and went, <laughs> he kind of gave it away. Yeah. 
Somewhere in that. Yeah. Well, 2017, the site of the 1969 Woodstock Music Festival was officially recognized for its place in history when Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that Bethel Woods Center for the Arts had been placed on the National Register of Historic Places. By the time we got to Woodstock, we, we were half a million strong. strong. I'm telling you. August 15th, 1969. A lot of crazy things happened that day. Then on this day, 2019, Dr. John passed away. Love Dr. John. Had a heart attack. Malcolm John Rabinak. Rabinak. But it had to be the wrong time. Yep. I mean, it's hard to think of New Orleans without Dr. John. He was just good stuff. Well, you mentioned Canton. We were there. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Last four days, like you said, this morning, the car just kind of went ahead that way. Yeah. I said, no, no. Yeah, but. (laughs) He really did. Had a good time. That's good people. It was awesome. Speaking of people. Yeah. Check out the nativewick.com company. Their candles actually grow plants. They do. UNT alumnus. They found out they they graduated North Texas. Yeah. Terry and Madison and check out their website again. I'll put it on Facebook, nativewick.com. I got I got myself a candle. We'll see. I got a jalapeno one. Yeah. So I'll burn it down and then put the the dust cover that's got seeds in it. It's on recycled paper. You put a little soil, this paper, it's got the seeds and a little more soil, and there you go. You grow it out of the candle jar. You know, they, they do our, you got to adapt and do whatever you got to do when you got to do it. You know, what we talk right. about in there sometimes. We asked them how they got going, and they said during the pandemic, they could, they were candle makers, but they couldn't find lids for the candles. So yeah. they came up with the idea to grow plants out of them, which I think is pretty smart. Good stuff, man. Well, the UNT graduates. They are. So they ought to be. Well, you know. so, uh. I don't know where you want to start with Canton, but I know where I want you to start, and that's with the soap dispenser. Okay, people. Well, let me tell you. Canton, you know, they got kind of upgrade from porter toilets. Yeah. Nowadays, you got some pretty nice establishments you can go in there and uh, relieve your needs. So after I got through, you know, Agus Air Conditioning, this particular one, so I go to uh, one time to wash my, you know, my wash my hands, but trying to do the soap thing, and I put my hand all around. It, ain't nothing happening. So I got through with, well, I guess no soap's gonna come out. And I put my hand down. Next thing you know, I got shot in my left thigh <laughs> by a soap dispenser. Direct hit. I said, "Hey, wait a minute. What's this all about?" So uh, anyway. Got it off my pants, washed my hands, and uh, then before I got through washing my hands, just to the right of me, the paper dispenser thing just started automatically. And I got some paper towels, I'll tell you. So anyway, I got that out of the way. (laughs) All right, the next day, I go again. I said, okay, so get through with the urinal check and then I went over there 
and there was someone washing their back to get at that one. There was a two sinker there. So I get one on the right, and I'm looking at him in the mirror, and he's doing what I did. He's going the day before. He's going, and the next day he puts his hand down, out, and boom, got him. And I said, hey, man, that's their can of candy thing out here. I said, I think we're on camera. He laughed and laughed. <laughs> he said, what is that about? I said, I don't know, but wait till you get these paper towels going over here and you had to put your hand at them. And I was done no more than I got that out. I said, anyway, then the next few days, I learned to just get over to the side. I was over there and uh, use that. And I put my hand up, put my left hand down. And then real quick, I put my right hand up <laughs> and I'd get it caught. So anyway. Always stand clear of the soap dispenser. Oh, that's, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, it ended up that after the four days, it was soap dispenser 21 <laughs> and me 28 because I finally figured it hey, out. Hey, yeah. we but had a victory. Anyway, yeah, so I'm just <laughs> bringing that up and what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Well, well, we also had a neighbor. We weren't there five minutes on the first day when we were warned about our neighbor. <laughs> that we never there. saw. Yeah, we never saw him. But a uh, guy comes across the way and just says, now don't touch his wall. Don't touch his wall. <laughs> don't be tapping on his wall. I was like, well, that's good. So I was just about to knock and see what was going on. Don't be over the door. I, I was going to put that deer head about up there, you know, just. <laughs> For decoration. Um, my whole plan is yeah. shot, shot, adapt, change. Okay. Well, we're still on Canton. Yeah. We did sell a few books, had a good time. Uh, but I got to talk about the little gal that came in from Kenny, Texas. There you go. She uh, found one. out, you know, she pretty advanced. Found out she's 12 years old. She kept looking at hold your breath, breathe earlier. And then she went away. And then she came back about three hours later on the way out. And uh, I don't know, grandma, mom or something. She saw her pick up that book again. And I heard her say, you want that book, don't you? And she said, yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I I asked her then, well, how are you? She said, 12. And I thought, man, this, this young lady is going to be, got to be a reader, first of all, because the book's over, it's close to 400 pages or something. I don't know. I wrote it, but I don't have any pages in it. But the, the, uh, the thing about it is that, lady with her and there was like four or five people with but said uh well she likes reading and she willing to read i'll buy that yeah and sure enough she bought hold your breath breathe and uh just saying happier than a hound dog in a garbage truck yeah so uh, were we pretty little girls 12 years old and i'm thinking she's and i got thinking later gosh what's in there shouldn't be but i'm thinking oh hey Hey, get on it and enjoy it and, yep. and have a good time. And that is Hold Your Breath, Breathe by Todd Michael Gent, <laughs> available where you buy your books. Thank you. Yeah, another plug. And hey. then sold some uh, our, our Pee Wee and Buddy yep. books. We did. One lady was just, boy, it was just heart touching. Talked about her eight-year-old grandson, that her granddad, her husband, passed away kind of in the last few months. and. 
there's a part in there, you know, where we're, dogs are fishing with the fishing pole and they used to go fishing. And she said, this, this will help with the grief. And while she was tearing up, tell us about it. I thought, oh boy. But that's what yeah, that's we're what hoping we're the folks do, at. help them. We don't and, want to make you cry, but if it helps you, if it's yeah. a good cry. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. Sold yeah. some jewelry. Sold some jewelry, which uh, a little later on, we're going to do a little video about that. Oh, boy. I uh, know. There we, we go. But here we go. Casey's Creations, a subsidiary of Swamp uh, Productions. Productions. What, what else? else you got? Canton, we going on about Canton. Hey man, I got my good old pecan fried pie. Corn dog. And got the dog, got that good old hamburger down there another time. I think we're in the hole about five hundred dollars just on food, <laughs> but whatever. Had a good time. We go for the food and happen to be vendors. <laughs> That's right. Hey, take care of those uh UNT uh guys up there. Terry and Madison. Hey, songwriter Paul Vance dies, age 92. Now, I'm going to read this one because this is pretty neat. Songwriter Paul Vance died at the age of 92. The musician who co-wrote the tune, It's a Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Wow. I've never missed it when they played it. Passed away at a nursing facility in West Palm Beach, Florida on May 30th. Paula, his daughter, wrote on Facebook, as I sit here to write a tribute to my dad, Paul Vance, legend, famous songwriter, author, owner, and lover of his many winning racehorses. I do so with a heavy heart because to me, he was just my dad. Uh, this broken hearted emoji. Sick. Paula, subsid Woo! What, what a word. I don't know if I can even say it. Uh, Subsequently. Yeah, thank you. Revealed her dad had died in her arms. Her post continued. I sat by his side for hours playing beautiful music, mostly his, of course, and he took his last breath while listening to my brother Philip's voice singing, My Name is Michael, from his hit song, Playground in My Mind. Only you, Dad, only you. Lots of love and laugh. It's as if he wrote the way he would take his last breath on earth. Paula explained that her dad, who also wrote songs such as Catch Up All the Star and Put It in Your Pocket, apologized for his mistakes before he passed away. She added, For those of you who hold on to anger and bitterness, I just want to say that when you forgive, you set yourself free and the person you are forgiving. Don't wait till it's too late. Please keep us in your prayers and let's remember all the good and fun times we shared because of the amazing talents of this one dynamic crazy dude I call daddy. I thought that was pretty, pretty neat deal. And if you don't like listening, don't listen. But uh, anyway. So in honor of him, dad's wearing his itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot <laughs> bikini today. Well, a lot of people call it speedo. We'll be on later so you can see it. Hey. I want to get this kind of started about a little bit of nutrition, what we're going to talk about today. So just kind of listen. Yeah, man. 
that came out a lot of people done that song of course elvis made it real big out of his vegas acts and all that kind of stuff but oh my gosh just what is poke sally i know you wanted to know first of all is poke salad safe to eat poke salad is safe to eat only if cooked twice mm-hmm. now here's the deal Go down there and can't first money. They'll fry the snot out of it. You got that right. So that'll probably do it. But anyway, poke salad plant is poisonous raw. With care, you can enjoy this abundant and tasty plant in the spring. Why is it called poke salad? Poke salad Annie is a 1968 song written and performed by Tony Joe White. Its lyrics describe the lifestyle of a poor rural southern girl and her family. Traditionally, the term to describe the type of food highlighted in the song is poke or poke salad, S-A-L-L-E-T. A cooked greens dish made from poke weed. What is poke salad made from? Well, we just said poke weed. So this is how it goes. The uh, poke weed shoots, you know, the vines type thing what they are and they have the little the, that's the edible part of them when you do cook it you got to cook it twice though or one more question are poke salad berries poisonous it seems that poke berries will sometimes ferment intoxicating birds that eat them although all parts of the poke weed berries roots leaves and stems are poisonous to humans some folks take the risk of eating poke salad each spring now, what is pokeweed good for? Get this right here, sports fans. Despite serious safety concerns, people use pokeweed for achy muscles and joints, rheumatoidism, swelling of the nose, throat, and chest, swollen and tender breasts, skin infections, and many other conditions. But there is no good scientific evidence to support these uses. Hmm. But I'd go with that first one. Cook it twice, maybe three times. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna, you know, eat the stuff, I don't know, it kind of already gives you the little warning right there. That boy Tony Joe. I just thought I'd bring that up to the deal here. Tony, it's a good song, by the way. That's about all you got to eat. I guess you got to eat it, but you better cook it. Cook it twice. I hope so. The uh, we talked a little bit about uh, fentanyl last week a little bit. That you got to pay attention, parents and uh, folks. And I'm just going to bring it up again. How can parents prevent their children from misusing fentanyl or other illegal substances? And here's some tips here. Keep an open dialogue. Ask your children questions and listen without judgment. Pay attention to their mood, behavior, and social circles. Sudden changes should be met with curiosity and not criticism. Personally administer any prescribed opioids or addictive medications. 
store any medications that could be misused out of sight and discard any unused medication. Educate your children about the dangers of opioids and other illicit drugs. That stuff, as we say, is a killer. And uh, try to get off of that. Now, if you had to be new with us today, and I know we handed out some cards this weekend, some people might listen to a thing. We've been doing the, uh, going through the or the owner's manual of a DeWalt weed eater, battery operated, which we saw a DeWalt fan across from us the last four days at the uh, good old peanut brittle thing down there from Mineola. But I'm sitting there, did they look at their manual about that fan? I'm but, not so sure. Yeah. But anyway, we are now going from page three to four, and we're going to talk about the important safety instructions for all battery packs. And here's another warning. Read all safety warnings, instructions, and cautionary markings for the battery pack, charger, and product. Failure to turn the page. We have finally made it to page four, and we've been talking about this for what? Three weeks? Yeah. Oh, okay. Follow yeah. the warnings and instructions may result in electric shock, fire, and or serious injury. Now, do not charge or use the battery pack in explosive atmospheres, <laughs> such as in the presence of flammable liquids, gases, or dust. Inserting or removing the battery pack from the charger may ignite the dust or fumes. That is yeah. a good one to know. Yes. And I would like to say a couple things, by the way. They, the warning was, read the warnings. And you know what? We did. We have been talking about this since last Canton because we talked about that one booth with all those, ga those guys right. that sell all the DeWalt stuff. So it's been over a month. Yeah. And we still had not got all through the warning and the cautions of this manual. It's something. Yeah. And don't worry. You people in French... They got it in French too, so we'll be able to get that to you. I love it, Pepe Le Pew. You know, that kind of business. You know, that kind oh, of Oh, help us. Hey, a little motivation deal today. I guess we can put it that way. Got this from Rick Warren this morning, Daily Hope Devotional. You can be happy in life if you don't let other people control your attitude. Hey. How about that, sports fans? That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, it's a crazy day. Every day. I don't care who you are. We're always hearing things that's happened. And uh, if you just got told that someone's sick in your family or whatever, you know, all prayers definitely need to go toward that direction. Proverbs 3 will come in handy, so mindset, help out. Saw something unusual yesterday on a Sunday. A Chick-fil-A cup That's right. coming through on a Sunday. But it also, I love the Chick-fil-A cups that say, you're the best part of today. And that is so true. No matter who you think you are. You got you, and sometimes that's all, you know, you got that day, but just remember, you think you're going through a hard time, somebody else is too somewhere. So call them. 
Call someone if you need to. Well, you got anything else? The multiply, subtract, add, or divide over there? Have a great Monday, folks, and thanks for listening. Yeah, and all I'm going to say, if you're out there, my little girl from McKinney, hope you have a good run with that book. And uh, appreciate you. And all of you for taking your time. And if you want to go see a good movie, Thank you, Dave Camp. Old Maverick. Doo-doo.